You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you, thank you so much for joining me for another amazing uh, episode. This is episode number. 279 you know we continue growing as a podcast and i see that we are really really close to episode um you know 300 uh, i'm excited about 300 but today i'm not here alone i'm here with a really special guest i'm just going to introduce you all to the amazing elise aden who is uh you know uh working with the port of seattle as the program coordinator for environmental engagement. Elise, how are you doing today? Good morning, Simon. I'm, I'm blessed. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so happy that uh, you made the time to join us so early in the morning. And uh, I just love the work that you do in the community and also the work that uh, you do with the Port of Seattle. And it's just been uh, exciting engaging with you and working together. And uh, I feel that today, uh, it's going to be a wonderful day. For those who are joining us for the first time, uh, this is going to be our structure for the show today. Number one, we are going to dissect today's proverb that is from Botswana. And number two, we are going to, uh, you know, learn a little more about Elise. And then we are going to learn what is it that inspires Elise, um, you know, what, what, what is her childhood story that inspires who she is today as a leader, and uh, then we will go into uh, this grant opportunity that the Port of Seattle has for us, uh, especially our community members in South King County, uh, by POC community members, and generally uh, people living around the Port of Seattle that are being uh, impacted uh, by the, the, the work that the Port of Seattle is doing. Uh, and then from there, we want to hear what some of you, our audience members, have to say about today's conversation and the proverb. And then finally, Elise is going to wrap us up. She'll reflect on what she hears and uh, uh, and also let you know where you can go to apply for this environmental grants program. Um, so, you know, today we are taking a virtual journey to Botswana. And our proverb is, uh, you cannot put two bulls into one kraal. I love this proverb because uh, it's one of those proverbs that we use a lot, uh, especially uh, growing up. You know, my mother used this proverb a lot. We used to have many people in our household. We were, you know, we were, we were about nine siblings, but uh, we used to have at least 15 people in our household uh every time and then uh you know in uh in 1997 my mother started an orphanage home so we used to even have more children in our household uh, at any given time but when there was a conflict my mother used this proverb you know uh, but she never said kral she never she used to say uh in a in a pen you know you don't put two bulls in one pen but uh, my team and i prepared for you three nuggets of wisdom that we want you to note down somewhere uh, inspired by this proverb from Botswana. Number one, don't try to control too many things at once. Uh, you'll only 
end up being frustrated. Number two, if you want something done well, do it yourself. Uh, and number three, you can't force someone to change. They can only change if they want it themselves. So uh, I want to ask you, Elaine, uh, Elise, uh, share with us your thoughts on this proverb. When you hear this proverb, you cannot put two bulls into one kraal. Uh, what comes to your mind? You know, I, I, I really love this as well. Um, I think of, you know, egos clashing, you know, when you have too many leaders in one space um, uh, and, and um, when the goal isn't to focus on the betterment of, of society, but when you're thinking about yourself too much and, and that can cause, um, you know, a lot of clashing. And so sometimes you have to step back and let somebody else also lead. Um, and so that's kind of what I think of. What, what about you? Uh, you know, uh, one thing that comes to my mind uh, when I think about this proverb is that uh, it's actually related to funding and grant writing too. Because a lot of the time uh, you have too many ideas uh, to even focus on putting in a grant, you know. Uh, and actually in Seattle right now, if I look at my inbox, I was looking at my email inbox this morning and uh, there are so many grant opportunities. And, uh, you know, as someone who is uh, very, very committed to environmental conservation, uh, I, if I were applying for a grant, I know which one to prioritize. And uh, I know that the Port of Seattle is putting out a grant that it's not just a one-time grant, but it's a multi-year grant, you know. So for me, when I was looking at this proverb, I was also thinking about it. You know, I, it's putting two bulls in one kraal is almost like prioritizing. What do you put first, you know? And so if I was in a situation where I'm receiving so many grant opportunities, I would first of all think about which one is a multi-year grant opportunity and uh, which one... Uh, is really, really directed uh, towards something I'm passionate about, like environmental uh, protection. So uh, this brought me uh, back to really the, the, the core of our conversation today, which is really to educate uh, our community members in South King County about this incredible grant opportunity that is available for them. Um, but I want to first, uh, I want to give a few people a quick shout out. Number one, uh, the Siliana Consulting Team, Nyambura Ruhiu and uh, uh, and uh, Faduma Hamed, uh, you know, you've all been amazing. And without you, this episode would not be happening. Uh, and also, you know, your team, Elias, uh, uh, you know, Andy and Omi and uh, Guadalupe. Who am I missing uh, that deserves a quick shout out before you continue? Yeah, I, I think you, you got it. We've, we've got a really awesome team uh, that supports the work that we do in South King County and really proud to be working at the port with them. Excellent, excellent. So one question that I ask all the guests that I host for the African Father in America podcast is uh, a childhood story, something that happened to you when you are still young, whether you are 8 or 12 years old, but it's still comes up for you uh, as a reminder to keep going, as a reminder to uh, stay disciplined and continue trying, you know, even if it's uh, challenging, uh, especially during these times that we're living in. 
a lot of the time i share the story that when i was eight years old my mother gave me a bicycle in order to help her distribute milk and bread in our neighborhood because uh, she was a milk and bread distributor so um, i always remember how those days were challenging because i had to wake up so early uh, i was too little i could not even sit on the bicycle seat but i still had to ride the bike you know <laughs> so when i think about those days i directly connected to who i am today you know uh, i do a show at 6am in the morning which many people don't like even many guests actually don't don't show up for my show because it's too early but i'm so used to starting my day early uh and i'm so used to staying the course and working hard because i remember that uh you know those are the days that my mother was actually mentoring me and i was watching her seeing how she began thriving as a result of staying disciplined uh but i know that every person has a story and that this is why i wanted you to also share with us uh you know something uh, about your own story that really inspires who you are today uh you know whether it's with the port of Seattle where you're doing incredible work or within the community where i also know you're doing wonderful work oh thank you so much simon you know my my story really also focuses on my mother um i i left uh, somalia when i was 2 years old and i'm the youngest of 5 so uh my mom was actually the one who um took us around the the world really until we made it to the um the states and we moved to virginia where we were reunited with my father and so her goal was always to continue her education um and so i think i was maybe 10 or 11 years old and she decided you know in her early 40s that she would go back to school and pursue her um biology degree and you know her dream was always to continue her uh, teaching in biology and so watching my mom you know at the age of 10 11 uh and at the same time my my uh, second oldest brother was going to the university with her so he's 18 and my mom is you know in her early 40s and she's in the hallways waving to him can you meet me in the library and he's like oh my gosh mom right but i would then she would pick me up from school and take me to the library with her you know even when i just wanted to go home or play or be outside i would sit there and i was watching my mom pursue her education and and there was no limit for her her you know her, you're never too old to continue growing and 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 pursuing your education and so watching her that made me become more disciplined that made me actually see the value of of pursuing my education and and so um when when she graduated you know it was such a great accomplishment she's working two jobs volunteering in the community raising five children you know all of these things and going to school so it's it was such a um just an honor and 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 blessing to to watch her and so of course that ended up bleeding into me because i i decided to pursue my education i i went to the university of washington and then to um law school at american university and so um she you know she was definitely a part of that journey for me at a young age um and knowing that i can always go back and learn more yeah this is so wonderful 
uh, I, I was literally traveling the hallways and seeing your mom and uh, brother waving at each other. And uh, I can totally see that in you. And uh, I deeply appreciate you for sharing that story with us. Uh, I want to welcome our friends, our guests who are joining us on YouTube. Thank you so much. Remember to subscribe to the channel and give this video a thumbs up. And also, if you're joining us on Clubhouse and listening listening in live, thank you. If you want to participate in the conversation, you can join us on the stage as well. Uh, I want to share a link uh, for those who are on YouTube. I want you to look at the screen right now. There's the website of the Port of Seattle uh, and also the link to the South King County uh, community Impact Fund Environmental Grants Program. We are going to dive deep into this in just a moment because I want you all to hear it from uh, Elaise herself. Uh, you know, one other question that I love hearing what uh, my guests speak about is really uh, the work that they do, you know, uh, the work that they're currently doing in the community. Um, and for you, Elaise, I want you to you know, uh, just speak to why you're so passionate about our community and why, you know, um, community work never leaves you. It seems like you went to the port of Seattle and you're now a big advocate for our community there. Uh, you know, I want you to speak about uh, currently your, the program coordinator environmental engagement for the port of Seattle. But there's so much that you're involved with, you know, so I want you to just take your time and break it down for us, you know, uh, what is uh, the South King County Community Impact Fund, uh, you know, how can people apply for the environmental, uh, you know, grants program, and also, you know, what are the deadlines, and uh, how can people contact you uh, and your team in order for them to access this grant? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, um so with the South King County Community Impact Fund, I, I know you had Guadalupe uh, on on Tuesday. Um, and so she was able to talk more about the Economic Recovery Fund. So I'm looking forward today to diving into the Environmental Grants Program. And so the fund is a $10 million fund over five years um, that was passed in 2019. And so we're rounding out our uh, cycle three of our program grant um, this year. Um, our, our environmental grants program deadline is uh, for October 28th, which is next Friday at 1 p.m. Um, and you can go on the website that I believe Simon uh, put in the chat um, and you can see all the um, uh, links so that you can apply for the program and uh, the directions. So a little bit about the environmental grants program. Um, we are uh, funding uh, projects that are public improvements made in six of the South King County cities. These cities include Federal Way, SeaTac, uh, Burien, Des Moines, um, uh, Tequila, and Normandy Park. So in those six cities, um, we are, the port is able to do public improvement funding. Um, and so you, uh, the grant is up to $20,000 per year for up to three years. So a maximum of $60,000 uh, total. Um, and those uh, funds are dispersed um, as, as re reimbursable grants. 
And we also have a three to one match. So that essentially means that for every um, dollar you're applying for, there's a three, there's, there has to be two other ways that you're um, uh, helping to elevate that fund. And those uh, ways can be other donations, um, tr how many trees you've planted, uh, volunteer hours, um, uh, educational hours. And, um, and we really love to work with our grantees on how they can meet that three to one match so that it isn't so much of a barrier. Um, and so, you know, we want to be able to, you know, support these more sustainable longer term uh, projects. So, you know, projects can include anything from community gardens, um, uh, restoration work, park cleanups. Um, we've had projects that are art installations to beautify our, our public spaces. Um, we have, you know, uh, making our, our basketball courts and uh, uh, soccer fields more beautiful and accessible for community members. So these projects are really community-led, community-driven. Um, and so the work that Andy and I do is really to get the word out, um, engage with our community members, figure out what our priorities in these six cities, working with uh, the cities. And so, you know, having you and uh, Siliana on board is is just a blessing because the work we're going to be doing for the next three years is to really build up that engagement, getting the word out, um, collaborating and partnering better um, so that we're really meeting the needs of our South King County uh, residents. Wow! Thank you. Thank you so much. I just love uh, everything you had to share. And I hope that if you're watching uh, and even if you're not from Seattle, even if you're not from South King County, you probably know somebody from South King County and uh, you probably have a social media handle where you can, you know, share this video and uh, just add, uh, you know, South King County as a hashtag and, you know, it can it can reach people that really need this help. You never know. You never know who could make use of this uh, grant opportunity that is huge, uh, is huge. Uh, I rely on grants for a lot of work that I do and uh, grants actually uh, contributed to this podcast being possible, you know, not just this episode, but a lot of my equipment, I bought some of it with grant money, you know, not all of it uh, are funds that I, 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 you know, I raised on my own. Uh, so I really know the value of having grants as capital, not just for uh, environmental initiatives, but for putting the word out and building platforms uh, so that we can talk about uh, issues that affect our communities, including the environment. If you're just joining us, uh, I have a wonderful guest here, Elias Aden, uh, who is uh, with the Port of Seattle. Uh, if you're on YouTube, please remember to uh, leave your comment in the chat so that we know where you're joining us from. And also take a peek at the screen I have shared the link uh, to the Port of Seattle website that will direct you uh, to where you can apply for this grant. Uh, Elise, I just want you to also, you know, take a moment and uh, I want you to, in a, in a second, I want you to hear what some of my guests today, our contributors have to say. Uh, and then after that, I want you to uh, reflect on what they say, but also is if there's anything else in regards to the environmental program grants that I haven't asked, I want you to uh, take your time and share 
a little bit about that as well. Uh, so I want to invite, uh, I see that we have two contributors who have joined us on this stage. Uh, just speak briefly to uh, what the proverb means to you, where you're joining us, and also, uh, you know, any questions or any comments to Elias Aden is actually welcome uh, in regards to the South King County Community Impact Grant for Environmental uh, Program. So I'll welcome Brother Arth. How are you doing today? Okay, he might be far from his microphone, so I'll bring on Stella. Stella is actually with uh, One Vibe Media. Stella, how are you doing today? Uh, what are your thoughts on the proverb and uh, any comments to our special guest today? Thank you, Simon. Hello, everyone. Hello. Um, yes, I'm glad we have you here today. And we really appreciate the work that you're doing. On today's proverb, which talks about two bulls, uh, it's also similar to a Swahili saying that says, Fahari wawili wakikitana nyasi naumia, something like that. Is it right, Simon? Yeah, it's correct. It's correct. Um, it's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I think. That's a very popular Kiswahili uh, proverb. Uh, I, I don't know why I didn't even think about it. Uh, but yes, that's true. That's true. When when two bulls are fighting, the grass gets hurt the most. Oh, wow. Yes. So uh, I think uh, the, the proverb is just trying to show us an impact of when two big people would be fighting, especially if they are leaders of a community or a country or the world. And we are seeing that right now in so many places, in so many aspects. People who end up hurting at the, 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 the people they are leading. And I think this proverb is a warning to all of us, especially our leaders, that they always need to make peace for, that to, for people to exist peacefully. Otherwise, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stella. Uh, I, I, I just appreciate you for bringing up uh, that uh, Swahili version of this proverb. Uh, and it's true. It's true. And also, it's true in regards to this pro this uh, grant opportunity that we are talking about. Uh, you know, a lot of the time uh, when, when people are just focused on the challenges that they are facing, uh, people end up fighting with each other. You know, you are going after the local community leaders or the local politicians, uh, but then you forget about the opportunities that are available to help solve that problem. So today we are just focusing on the solutions. You know, we are focusing on how do we uh, how do we realize that the grass is hurting, and how do we realize that the grass is actually a resource that can transform our communities uh, and that way we can stop the bulls from fighting you know the bulls will realize that we should actually be eating this grass instead of uh, trampling over it uh, anyhow i wanted to just bring jay on stage i pinged jay to join us for this conversation uh, because she's someone that i value and is also someone who is locally here in seattle jay i'm interviewing uh, you know elaise aden uh, also from the port of seattle but from the environmental engagement uh, program. Uh, and I wanted you to be here for this. 
so i want to create space for you to say hello and i also want uh, you to uh, maybe if you've already looked at the proverb speak to it briefly uh, i just wanted you to be able to engage during this show in this moment so thank you for making the time jay thank you so much simon for inviting me on the stage i'm telling you simon you are so wise <laughs> you really are i enjoy hearing you speak every single time you have a sense of a, a wisdom that is covered in humility um, what I wanted to say about this proverb is that I just remember growing up hearing, you are so stubborn. You're as stubborn as a bull. You know, I remember hearing that a lot. And it's just like you cannot put two hard-headed, two stubborn people together in a room when they don't have any flexibility. No one will budge. Um, so when it comes to grants or anything that um, has to do a lot with power and money and prestige, you can get people who are so difficult um, that are going after the same um, pot of gold, so to speak, mm-hmm. that they don't realize that there is enough for everyone. There's a sense of greed about it, where you're willing to harm and hurt and damage um, the reputation of another person or another community member or a family member or organization or business because of your own stubbornness, your own sense of greed uh, that you don't realize that if you work together, you could accomplish so much more and um, benefit the community as a whole instead of causing um, harm and division and conflict. So... Yeah, I really have been struggling with this grant. It's like, how, how, how? But sometimes it's not, you know, how could I, uh, you know, make it work? Um, But sometimes it's really, it's not for you. Sometimes it truly is for someone else that really has the the skill and the knowledge and the understanding um, uh, and the um business um th- that would allow the grant to make a difference not mm-hmm. just for an individual but for an organization and for a community and then work with them work with them and help them rather than trying to get it for yourself when you really don't have the skill and the knowledge uh and the technique uh, and the ability to use the grant that's going to benefit the community. So uh, that's my contribution. Thank you so much, Simon, and welcome. Um, this is this is a fabulous opportunity. It's absolutely incredible. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. I deeply appreciate your presence, and uh, uh, I want Elise to speak a little bit. I think she has a, a comment. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for for those words. You know, we when we op, you know, when we operate in the scarcity model where we think, "Oh, if I don't have it, you know, no one can get it or there's only enough for a few of us." 
Um, when in fact, just like you mentioned, uh, Jay, is that there's enough for everyone. It's about partnering together and collaborating together and making that impact greater through these funds. And so, you know, when we're, we have to think positively and just know that there is enough for everyone um, and that and that we have to actually pursue things that really make sense to community needs. And so thank you so much for, for sharing your thoughts on that. Thank you so much, uh, Elise. And Elise, I want you to continue on for a second. Uh, and uh, what else did you hear from Jay and Stella who spoke uh, because they were our only contributors today? And, uh, and then I want you to also add anything that uh, we haven't touched on when it comes to the environmental grant program uh, with the Port of Seattle. One thing that I know personally is even though I get a lot of grant opportunities, I don't apply for them because some of them are so complicated, uh, the bureaucracy of just uh, submitting a grant, uh, even though you have a good idea, sometime it's just tiring thinking about the process, you know. So if you just speak to the process and maybe the resources that can help somebody like me, there are so many people like me who maybe go through the same struggle. Uh, just speak to what resources are available to help them submit their grants. Great. Um, so again, um, if, if you're just joining, uh, our, the Environmental Grants Program with the Port of Seattle focuses on uh, six South King County cities. I'll, I'll name them again real quick. SeaTac, Burien, Des Moines, Federal Way, Normandy Park, um, and uh, Tequila. And so um, these public improvement grants, um, it can't be, the grant improvement can't be on private property. It has to be on public space, which includes parks, um, uh, uh, you know, lakes um, and, and any spaces that are available to the public to use. Um, these projects can be activities that include community gardens and um, uh, to help with food scarcity or uh, um, funding and cleaning up basketball courts and, and family parks, um, doing restoration work and helping um, uh, plant trees and building our urban canopy um, so that we have healthier communities. And so the deadline again is October 28th at 1 p.m. Uh, you can go on our website and um, we do the process through uh, submitting our application. It's a two page application. So it's not it's not too difficult, which, you know, we really try to be intentional about that. So that to your point, Simon, that, you know, it makes it easier for somebody uh, to, to go through. And, and then there's a page about um, creating your budget. So looking at um, you know what are the resources needed to have a successful project and budgeting that out and again we have a three to one match so in that budget really thinking about where you can get other uh, funding sources or um, uh, and there's tree value for every tree you plant there's a dollar value to that um, and then there's also volunteering and educational hours um, that, that can be contributed um, amongst uh, the three to one match and so then once the application is turned in, we'll have an interview process. Um, and the timeline for that should be uh, during November. So, um, you know, we're, we, um, you can always submit questions 
online on our website. If you have questions about the grant, our awesome uh, contracting uh, team includes Maza, and uh, Maza is always there to help support and answer any questions that you submit online. Um, and, and we look forward to receiving um, questions actually up until today, uh, this week. So um, please get those in and, and feel free to reach out. Um, we'll put Maza's information also in, in the chat. Um, but yeah, the, does that help, Simon? Yes, totally, totally, totally. Uh, I added the, the the link to the website again. It's portofseattle.org uh, uh, backslash programs backslash backslash <laughs> backslash South King County Community Impact Grant. <laughs> These English words are Englishing, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, this has been an amazing conversation. We are coming towards the tail end of our time today. And uh, I really love 30-minute episodes. But uh, we can't end without giving a shout-out to our diligent supporters who are listening right now. Uh, Ned, thank you for joining us. Dan uh, and Roger and Mama May, thank you so much for being here. And, and of course, Stella and Jay, thank you for uh, your courage and for your contribution today. Uh, I can't tell who is on YouTube, but I see you and I appreciate you. And, uh, you know, uh, Elise, if you had a chance to just um, say a few closing remarks, what is it that you'd add, uh, especially when it comes to uh, this opportunity that is before us? You know, what can people do in order for them to uh, access this opportunity and uh, who can they contact? I know you mentioned uh you mentioned uh, a specific individual so if you can just say their email address uh that would be great too so um you know i i, I with closing I, I really just wanted to also share um simon and i know each other from uh, a grant too so we met at, at a, a convening for the neighbor to neighbor grant with the seattle foundation years ago um, and so I um, have an organization called Eat With Muslims. And so this work really is, is directed towards all of the, all of the um, community events that I was leading to build relationships and bring people together. And so grants really can impact um, how, how we support our community. Um, and then that led me uh, eventually to the Port of Seattle in 2020. Um, and that's kind of that same work, thinking about you know, where we put our dollars and how we can invest in our communities the same way that, um, you know, you're investing in, in your community through through this great podcast, through One Vibe, um, and, and how it really, you know, supports um, uh, leadership and, and love and healing uh, through, through this work. So, um, you know, in that same way, uh, really the environment is so, is so important. Um, to care for, uh, you know, we only have one planet. And so uh, being an active community member and taking care and stewarding our, our lands, um, uh, especially through this grant in South King County is, is so important. So I, I really, um, really hope that folks uh, will apply before next uh, week's deadline on Friday. Thank you, Elise. Uh, I have to say that you're one of my local legions here in Seattle. Uh, when I read the article about the work that you all do, uh, we are not met. You know, I read an article about it with Muslims. I think you guys were on national news or something like that. So, 
show. <laughs> yeah, so I began researching. I reached out to you and it was so hard to reach you. But in my mind, I was like, I just want to be in one of these dinners uh, that you, you've organized. And uh, I, you know, I, I believe in the work that you do. And uh, I, I just appreciate your humility because uh, until before this episode, you didn't remind me of who you are, you know. So uh, I would have been starstruck if you told me all along, you know, during the times that we were together, I would have been like, wow, this is this is this is this is this uh, lady that I've always wanted to meet. So, uh, you know, I think the port of Seattle don't know that they have a gem. I hope they know. I hope they know. <laughs> but thank you again for all that you do. Uh, I'm really, really proud of you, uh, you know, being a. Uh, an African living here in America, it's not easy to make the kind of strides that you have made, uh, not just for yourself, but for your community. Uh, and also, I always, my, my mission in life is to change the narrative about Africa and to, to, to do that through the work that I do. And uh, you exemplify that in a big way through uh, the work you do. Uh, and especially Somali needs uh, these kind of stories. You know, we need to see more of Ilesis across the world, uh, you know, sharing the work that they do. So uh, I hope you have a wonderful day. And I really want to thank our audience members uh, on YouTube and on Clubhouse and also those who are going to listen later on on Spotify and uh, Apple. I really thank you all so much. This is the end of our time here today and uh you know i'm just grateful i'm grateful uh you know to you ls and to everybody else so peace and love thanks a lot thank you so much peace and love peace and love you are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo, live from Seattle, Washington, USA.